This is Mark Brighty from Jag Panzer. You're listening to the Phantasm Podcast. Phantasm. Maximum terror. That's your target audience, baby. Phantasm. Did you know something? I sort of enjoyed it. Phantasm. Sell the metal. Sell the metal. Sell the metal. Sell the metal. Vocalist Harry Conklin and myself have known each other since we were six years old. We grew up in the same neighborhood in Colorado Springs, Colorado, and we grew up rabid music fans, um, discovering Deep Purple, rabid music fans. Let <laughs> me make sure I got that word right. <laughs> we grew up uh, loving Deep Purple. You know, Smoke on the Water was our first experience to metal when I guess we were about 10 or 11. And um, then we got into Rainbow and Rush and ufo and then the new wave of british heavy metal which was a huge influence on us with bands like angel witch and Witchfind. so we were such music fans that we decided let's just try playing our own heavy metal so we started at um i guess i was 14 and they they were both 15 and we started uh, just writing our own songs it weren't that good at the beginning but we started doing demos when i was 17 and um, we got our first record contract or released our, our first four song EP in uh, the end of 82, our first full length in 84. And we've been making records ever since. We picked up our drummer in 1987 when he was 16 years old. He was from Stockholm, Sweden, and had just moved to the States. So we picked him up. And our lead guitar player is the new guy in the band. He was our touring guitar player for five years but became an official member last year. Incredible. So The Hollowed, what a what a great record. Uh, and let's jump right into this thing. Uh, what about track one, Bound as One, the first track on the album? Well, that song starts where the drums, it was important to us to look at the whole album as a, a whole piece. So we wanted to start the album with a musical acceleration so you hear that in the drums and the album ends with the thing slowing down so bound is one uh starts off with the drums sort of bringing things up to pace we wanted kind of a fast chaotic song kind of to set the environment of the story it's sort of a foreboding frozen post-apocalyptic so we wanted a uh, little bit up-tempo riffy song to start the album incredible way to kick the album off uh you guys always deliver on your music uh it's so cool uh what about track two pray oh well, that's that's the song in the story where the story has humans and animals and the panthers in the story attack a family and so that's uh, kind of illustrates the brutality in the environment so pray we wanted something a little bit different from Jag Panzer and, and just just a little little different there because the things are a little chaotic in the story. So I wanted to come up with at the time I was just calling it the Panthers theme. I wanted a riff that could relate to this song. So I, I looked at 
what we don't do musically, and we don't do riffs really that um, end on beat four, that have a beat four accent. That's more of a punk thing. It's also famous in the Runaway song Terry Bomb. Okay has an accent on four. So we thought, hey, well, let's do that with the song. I, I thought that may be a little out there, but my bandmates loved it. Uh, to further differentiate from it, we left the guitar solo out on that song. So that song was meant to be, be a little bit different. Incredible. Uh, what about track three, Ties That Bond? Ties That Bind is lyrically in the story the lyrics are told from the viewpoint of the animals. At that point in time, the animals really see the whole group as a family. So the animals are saying all, all these experiences actually bind us together like a large family. So we wanted to uh, slow down the tempo a little bit and have it a little more melodic. Um, Influence-wise, uh, solo Dio, early solo Dio, um, was definitely the influence musically on that so we wanted a, a really a solid mid-tempo metal song with a very melodic chorus and lots of harmony guitars incredible incredible track uh let's see track four stronger than you know that is the soundtrack for the eagles and the story the eagles which are used for surveillance actually kill people they kill five men, and if you have the comic book, the five men they kill are the band members, which is a, a tip of the hat to our first EP where we got <laughs> killed by a woman lawyer on the cover. So, uh, so song-wise, we wanted Ken, our lead guitar player, to mimic the flight of the eagle, so he's doing dive bombs throughout the entire track, which is really cool. I mean, it's very chaotic-sounding. Riff-wise, I wanted a real driving guitar riff, and since we paid homage to ourselves in the comic book, visually, we thought, well, let's pay homage to ourselves audio-wise. So the arrangement to that song is very much influenced by the song Warfare off of Apple Destruction. Incredible. Um, what about track five, Onward We Toil? That is a work song. It's And work songs have been a tradition in music for hundreds of years. Uh, Pirates would sing work songs, even in uh, the first album I ever bought when I was four years old was Snow White and the Seven Doors. Even in that, you have that, hi-ho, hi-ho. Right. So <laughs> it, it's a team singing together. So this is, they're moving along, and it's, whoa, onward we toil. So it's uh, it's a work song, and that's that song's actually proved to be very controversial with metal fans, which I did not see coming at all, but... I read a few threads on the internet that said, ah, Jack Panzer's trying to be Ailstorm or Sabaton. Uh, we are not. We just have to include a work song in this story. That, I tell you, I think, just to comment on that, I'm an older guy, um, and I, it just feels like a lot of people feel like they have to... I, I wish some people would just not comment. If you don't have something nice to say... You know what I mean? Like, I love what you guys do. Oh, yeah. I love what you guys do. I, I, I appreciate it. I respect it. You know, if if you don't have something cool to say about the hollow, then what... You know, I just don't... I, I swear, I don't know about you, and maybe it's an age thing. I just find myself constantly metaphorically looking for earmuffs and blinders to keep me from things on the internet. 
you know yeah, with, with things like yeah with things like that me personally you know, I'm pretty easy to find on the internet I just wish people would just ask hey were you trying to sound like Hailstorm no right the right, why the right. Song sounds like but they were going at it like under the assumption that's what we were doing and they uncovered our uh, you know your secret plan, plan that's not more <laughs> I, I don't. I don't know. I, I love the record. I, I love what you guys do. I, I. You know. I don't know. I. You know. The the reason musicians are there is to create art, and you guys create great art. And so, I, just. Uh, I wish people would just, be a little bit more appreciative of stuff. I, I. I can imagine how much work goes into, making an album, and I just wish more people would be positive about it instead of just. You know what I mean? I don't know. Oh yeah, I, I, I would like the same. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this record's incredible. I like the song myself. Uh, let's see, track six, Edge of the Knife. Edge of a Knife, excuse me. Yeah, Edge of a Knife is... Uh, things are getting a little perilous in the story. And uh, we wanted a, uh, a Gallup track because it sort of fit the mood of the story and is sort of a, a Jack Panzer tradition, so... That's Edge of a Knife. It's got um, Morse code in the intro. I'm not sure if the single online has the Morse code. Uh, I should probably know that. It probably doesn't. But the album version, there's Morse code. And then we actually play the Morse code as a band. And that was just a short tribute to Neil Peart. Uh, we all grew up huge Rush fans. And, you know, of course, YYZ. Sure. Rush Classic is Morse code. So we thought, let's uh, play Morse code in the beginning. And, it was funny because writing writing Morse code with a musical melody and making it fit the tempo took me like a couple days. And then I played it for my band member and it takes them like 90 seconds to play it. Oh, wow. Said, well, this isn't hard. And I'm, I'm trying to explain. It's hard to write it. It's not hard for you to listen to it and play it. So <laughs> I, don't know if they, I don't know if they believe me because all of them got it on one take in the studio. Mark, let me ask you, I'm a huge Rush fan. What's your favorite album? Oh, um... God, I love Signals, and, uh, you know, it's, it's cliche, but, you know, Moving Pictures is an outstanding album. It is. Signals, Moving Pictures, um, Hemisphere's great. Oh, uh, so good. Uh, yeah, I, I sort of like that, that period of Rush. I... My uncle was a huge fan. I have seen every tour from Permanent Waves all the way to Test for Echo. I never missed a I never missed a tour. Um, wow! And very cool. I don't know why, and this is really weird. Like I'm kind of attached to Power Windows. I'm not really sure why. Um, oh, I seem I seem to go to that record a lot, and I know a lot of people are weird about the 80s keyboard stuff, but I, I just love that record lyrically. Um, I don't know why. I mean, I, it re really, realistically, anything from Farewell to Kings all the way to Presto, I don't really dislike any of it. I love it all, you know? And then some of the other really early stuff and then some of the later stuff I wasn't as big a fan of, but I I don't know what it is. There's, there's something about the Power Windows record. I don't know. I don't know if you're a fan of that record, but I just I really like the guitar playing on it. Oh, I, that's a great record. The, and I, I've, I've grown to love 
uh, Farewell to Kings. I, I rejected it as a kid solely because I was a teenager and everybody around me was telling me, Rush is the greatest. And I, I love UFO and Rainbow. And people were telling me, UFO and Rainbow, UFO and Rainbow are a joke now compared to Rush. Oh, my God. <laughs> and just me being a rebel, you know, well, I don't think Farewell to Kings is that good. I mean, now I think it's a masterpiece, but... During my formative years, I very much rejected Farewell to Kings just because of timing in my life. I love Michael Shanker. Um, I I think his work with UFOs brilliant. I you know I UFOs great. Um, they're great bands. Oh yeah, I, I, I played Obsession to death. I mean, just nonstop. Oh, it's so, it's it's I so mean, good. My mom would yell into my room, "Play a different record." <laughs> Oh no, <laughs> that's incredible. Uh, anyway, sorry, got sidetracked there. Uh, let's see, track seven, uh, "Dark Descent." Oh, okay, that's a very interesting track. That's my favorite song on the record. Um, that's kind of that's a very tense situation in the storyline where they're going down what seems like a sheer cliff, but it's really a, the. Uh, the ancient fragments of a skyscraper so it's a lots of peril in that part of the story musically i wanted to be very frantic during the verses and then give you a little relief in the chorus but that song's interesting musically because it's a much more complex than than the listener would pick out and and that comes from my rush influence that song sounds nothing like a rush song but there's so many rush songs where you know, I would have friends that would listen to it and say, oh, that's such a simple song, I love it. And I was thinking, oh my God, there's, that's not simple at all. <laughs> Dark Descent is uh, is changing the way, where the downbeat falls from the verse to the chorus, and it's also dropping or adding an eighth note to give the illusion that it's speeding up or slowing down, where it is in fact never speeding up or slowing down. That song is one consistent tempo but i'm playing with the time signatures to make you think you're hearing different tempos and it was so convincing and i was so proud as a musician when jim morris is mixing it he is a genius level musician with platinum albums on his wall and he turns around and says explain this mark what's going on what's going on it sounds like a tempo change but I can see looking at the screen, there is no tempo change. So I thought, all right, somebody gets what I'm doing. Um, a few other people have picked up on Only like two or three other people that have heard it. But yeah, that's a very complicated song, but you would never know it unless you sat down and tried to work it out. It's incredible. Uh, it is a really, really standout track on the album too. It's incredible. Uh, what about track eight, Weather the Storm? That's a really different song for us, and I love it because Harry really belts out that chorus. Um, We wanted a song, you know, in the story, the dock they were on is broke, and they're all drifting in the ocean, and the one of the guys among the humans said to just ignore the animals, we don't care what happens to them, so it's sort of a sad area, so we wanted a... uh, we wanted to really push Harry vocally, so that chorus, uh, musically wise, is all major chords, which we never do. So it's, again, it's something else we just never do. So that's all 
uh, sus four chords and major chords on that chorus, and it's Harry's job to vocally darken it, which he did a wonderful job. On the, um, we want it to be a bit unsettling on the verses, so I've got this. I've got this staccato guitar part in the background, and right at the end of its phrase. It sort of goes out of time purposely against what the drums are doing just to unsettle you without being obvious. I mean, it's really obvious musically to put like uh, two notes a half apart with strings, like in the movie Psycho. Sure. It's an obvious way to be unsettling. We want it to be unsettling without you noticing it. And I've actually had a few people say that, that uh, it seems so, so strange at the end of each verse on that song so that was uh that was done on purpose for weather the storm it's incredible song um let's see track nine renewed flame okay renewed flame they have in the story they found the place called the hallowed and if you have the comic book you notice that they had found a note with some uh coordinates scribbled on it some longitude and latitude and the hallowed coordinates in the comic book equate to the island of curacao which is my favorite tropical island which i'm going to in a couple weeks awesome i had to i had to slide that in there my bandmate said hey are those coordinates real and i said they are they're curacao they know (laughs) how much i love curacao so um yeah weather the storms got uh we, we wanted to introduce some chaos but we wanted to contrast it so the verses are very much on the beat and um Musically, in the verses, the verses are all muted guitar harmonies, and the harmonies are moving in different melodic directions, which we've done, but that's sort of our trademark. I like to point it out because not a lot of people pick up on it, but it, it is an unusual way of orchestrating. So we've got muted guitars going different ways. Um, we've got a pretty cool chorus from Harry. We've got a section in the middle that's, um, we go from, time signature another hidden tribute to rush our odd time signature the the middle of that song before the solo we're going from 11 8 time to 9 8 to 6 8 to 4 4 and we're just rattling through all four of those time signatures in one musical stretch incredible (laughs) this is going to probably sound weird to you but i i think that's my favorite track on the album track nine yeah, I love that track. That is my second favorite song. That is, uh, it's interesting how, um, it, it, to me, this is a sign that I think we made a great record. Is I'm doing press all the time for this record, all day, for a long. You know, I've probably done 50 of these so far, and everybody's got a different favorite song. That's awesome. I mean, I love your old records. Yeah. I'm an al- I'm an album guy, but I just that track. Yeah. I don't know why it just kind of stuck with me. Yeah, I think it's a good song. I, um, Harry really belts out that chorus. Which Absolutely. Is really cool. And uh, a lot of interesting things going on. There's a, a cool uh, guitar melody that I think that's me. But yeah, it's me playing it. You get so confused which guitar player is playing Sure. <laughs> yeah, I like, the, uh, I like that melody. Let's see. And then the final track, uh, Last Rites. Yeah, we, that's the big, long, epic track we have in the story. They've uh, landed on the hallow, the place of warmth and safety, and the animals are uh, feeling ignored because the humans don't need them anymore. I mean, 
to the animals, they're all a family, but to the humans, the animals were just service animals. They were used for hunting and surveillance. So the humans don't need them anymore. So the, that's, that's the part of the story where the animals decide they're leaving. And, you know, the panther in the story does attack one of the members of the human, one of the humans, he, he backs off the attack. So we have to cover a lot in the story. We, the story starts off, they're around a campfire and the humans are chatting, friendly chatting, which they never do. So that's why it sounds like weird murmuring to the animals. So you hear the strange murmuring on the album. And then there's a musical buildup when the animals decide they're gonna leave and the attack, and then the animals finally leave and live separately. So that's uh, what we're covering musically. It's interesting also, well, that's what we're covering lyrically, is the animals leave. It's interesting musically because the first guitar solo, I hate playing guitar solos. I, I haven't done them for decades. It's just not my thing. Uh -huh. But the first guitar solo, I really wanted a specific sound to the solo. I didn't want a shredding solo. And nobody in the band, I just wasn't explaining it right because nobody's picking up with what I'm saying. So I finally picked up a guitar and I said, look, a solo like this, and that's what's on the album. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's it. So I actually get a guitar solo. It's great, and it's me demoing what it should be. Oh Lord! <laughs> I mean, this record is is incredible. Um, as far as the recording process, did you all record all of this in in Colorado? No, we picked uh, we picked different studios for different reasons. We wanted to pair people up with someone that we really thought could get the best result out of them. And we wanted studios that were close to musicians' houses or very comfortable work environments. So we did drum and bass at uh, drummer Ken Mary's studio. He's got a fantastic studio outside of Phoenix. And the most important thing is he had a big drum room so we could we could get an old school drum sound where we just tr let all the mics run. We're not killing the microphone. You know, we're not killing the snare mic when the snare's not being hit, which is commonplace today. We slept all the mics on. Um, <coughs> and we had the bass player play live with the drums to track it. So that was the Ken Mary's. Um, rhythm guitar, I've always done them at my own studio. I've actually got a fairly nice small studio that's uh, pretty much fine-tuned to just do Soup Jag Panzer's needs. So I turned my guitar up ridiculously loud i mean my windows were vibrating and i went around to all my neighbors and said look can you just cut me slack for like three days because these guitars are going to be way loud so i recorded my rhythm guitar rhythm guitar tracks ridiculously loud uh, any feedback or noise i just left it in there just thought you know i'm just gonna leave it in there let's let the amp scream we did vocals here. We've done the vocals in my studio for, I think, the past seven Jag Panzer albums. So, Incredible. Mary and I have a fan yeah, fantastic working relationship. I've got a guest bedroom in the studio and a kitchen and shower and everything. So he just lived here in the studio. He was here for, uh, for a few weeks to do vocals, and then the rest of the guys flew in for a photo and video. And uh, Lee Guitar... Uh, our uh, lead guitarist, Ken, was telling me about a guy he had worked with in Phoenix that has a huge collection of all the coolest vintage guitar heads. I mean, he probably has 20 to 25 of every awesome guitar amp head. And 
I asked Ken, you know, how's the studio? And Ken says, it's great. He's really cool to work with. So we did lead guitars there. Uh, we mixed down at Morristown because we didn't want to mix inside a computer. We wanted a you know, big, big analog console. Uh, we had uh, Mayor Applebaum master it. He's been doing a great job mastering albums. So really it was everybody picked, you know, to try to get the best out of each piece. Is Morristown still down in Florida? Yeah, they're on Morristown version 3 now. There was actually a very early version of Morristown many, many years ago, and then there was version 2, which was the famous Morristown that did all the death metal bands. Scott Burns was one of the engineers. and That was version 2, and so now we're on version 3, which is about, I think it's about 8 miles from the old version. It's still in Tampa. I'm, I'm in Florida was the reason I was asking. I, I uh, was curious because... Um, I had I had heard from someone that that it's still that they were still doing. So I did, I just didn't know that it, it's there's something that makes me sleep better at night that more sound is around. You know. Yeah, it's it's a great studio run by great people that really care about the music. Absolutely, absolutely. And real quick, uh, and I'm I'm sorry to have kept you so long today. Uh, what about this amazing cover art for the Hollow? Well, we wanted to do something a little different for the cover as well. You know, we we had used Dusan Markovic for the last album, and I, I just love his artwork. I think he's an incredible artist. So we got with him for the Hallowed, and we wanted we just picked two characters. the The character, the man on the front, his name is Wolf W U L F, and the dog with him is Tahoe, and neither one is the hero or the lead in the story. We wanted to show. Um, the people in the story, they're not a family. They're not really friends. They're just getting through this environment together. So we didn't want to show them together. So we just picked two of each to put on the cover. I mean, two pe- two characters to put on the cover. Didn't want to put everybody. I love it. Uh, real quick, uh, just to tell you, just huge fan of the band. Love this new album. Kids, pick up the new Jack Panzer, The Hollowed. It comes out Friday, June 23rd from Atomic Fire Records. Mark, I cannot thank you enough for doing this today. I'm a huge fan. I love what you guys do. Uh, no criticism here. Huge fan. No, oh, thank, thank you very much. This was fun. I appreciate you. And you know something? I sort of enjoyed it. Phantasm.